Snake Eyes is an actual play semi-improvised podcast that utilises an adapted version of the freeform universal role-playing system at its base. Our game master, Nathan Quadrio, describes scenes, settings and characters for our player, Miriam Feats, who reacts as an active part of the story. Most of what you hear in this podcast is collaboratively improvised by our two performers. At moments of great risk and tension, Miriam will be asked to roll a standard six-sided die to determine the outcome of the situation. On a one to three, something goes wrong, adding more complications to the story. On a four to six, luck swings her way and the story moves on unimpeded. Now, prepare to enter a world of murder, adultery, crime, and lies in Snake Eyes. What's the route from the studio to the house? So, heading from the studio to the house is a drive maybe 15 minutes, just up the road. Yeah. I think then Biddy wants to go looking for this bar that she has the matchbook for. So you do some ringing around, do some snooping and discussing with people in the local area. And what you discover is that the Armada is a bar that is quite close to the Solar Studios. It is frequented by people who choose not to stay on site. It's a little bit divey, but not from Biddy's perspective. Yeah. So a dive bar for Biddy is very different from a dive bar for somebody like Max. Yeah. So it's still quite a nice place, but it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit more secretive. It's not on site, but it's still a nice bar. What time of day is it? By the time you find out you're heading just past midday. Does Benny know what time the studio is generally finished for the day? You can find that out through previous discussions that wrap on this film is about 4.30, a little earlier than most. Biddy will wait until maybe around four-ish and then head into the Armada and like settle in and find herself like a, a spot in the corner and sort of wait and watch and see if either Max or Theo turn up. You sit in a corner with a view of both the bar and the front door and you wait for about 40 minutes. It's about 4.40 when two figures enter that you recognize, Max Herringbone and Theo Carrington. They walk in and head to the bar. Immediately, Theo is very friendly with the barman and orders two drinks of a spirit of some kind, passes one to Max and has one for himself. Max seems very uncomfortable and doesn't touch his drink at all. Yeah. He's holding in his hands some kind of folder and is kind of playing with that nervously. But Theo seems to not be paying that any mind. Biddy will sort of casually head up to the bar a few stools down. Enough that she hopes she can catch the conversation, but not close enough that it feels like she's listening in or angling for a free drink. She wants to sort of just be, I'm also here to have a drink at the bar. And she'll order a bourbon. As your bourbon arrives, you can catch a little bit of their conversation. You can hear Max saying to Theo, Theo, I'm not really comfortable with what's going on here. This is a very public place where a lot of my writers are going to be. 
Theo seems incredibly dismissive of Max. I say, it's fine. It's fine. Nobody's got to know that we're here, Max. Okay? We're here to do business, and then we're going to leave. That's what we do every single time. It's not going to be an issue. All right. Biddy is just going to stay where she is, sort of sipping slowly at her bourbon, just taking her time with it, enjoying the flavors, keeping an ear and half an eye on this situation. The conversation continues like this for another minute or two. Yeah. When another person enters the bar and heads directly for them. Has Biddy seen this person before? This person doesn't look familiar. They enter the bar and they're a well-built, muscular man wearing quite a fine suit, but not wearing it as well as someone like Max does. They walk in and they immediately seem to have control of the situation. Max, it's so wonderful to see you. And he slaps him on the back and Max doesn't reply. Seems very, very uncomfortable. So we got what you need here. Max nods quietly and hands over the folder. And this man goes, thank you, Max. It's so wonderful doing business with you. And hands over a briefcase, slaps them both on the back and exits. Ooh. I think Biddy knows where she can find Theo. And she knows where she can find Max. They're pretty regularly tied to the studio. I think she's going to casually finish off the last bit of her drink, stand up, walk out the bar, and she's going to try and follow this third figure who is the unknown in the equation. As you finish your drink, Max seems very keen to leave, and he is up and out, leaving Theo behind. You pack up your gear and head out to follow this figure. You look around and you see them hopping into a taxi across the road. Is there another taxi around that I can Sure, you can hail a taxi? Yeah, I will get them to follow at a distance. You hop into the taxi and begin to follow this car. You begin to head out of this area and into the downtown area. It's maybe a 30 or 40 minute drive as you head through and you begin to head into your offices of downtown, you know, the seedier parts of this area. You almost lose them a couple of times, but eventually they stop and this figure gets out and enters another bar. All right, Biddy will wait for him to be inside Mm -hmm. and then get out of her taxi. Mm -hmm. And I think she's gonna do her best to quickly change up her look in a hurry so i think maybe she takes off her coat and maybe hangs it over like a post outside she'll come back for it later hopefully it's still there rolling up her sleeves just trying to get so at a cursory glance she doesn't immediately come off as the same person and then head into the bar The bar is called Whistle and Prohibition has just ended over the last couple of years and it's definitely got that speakeasy vibe still. It almost feels like secretive to be there. You see this figure going to the bar, grabbing a drink and sitting down. He seems very familiar with everybody there. A few people nod hello. The barman seems to know him quite well and it appears he doesn't pay for his drink. Is there anyone in the bar? Because this is like a, this is a proper dive 
now that yes. we're in. I want to look for like one of the old regulars that's maybe ignored. You see a guy sitting at the bar. He's not got his head down, but slumped into a hand. Yeah. Almost as if he's asleep. How close is he to the guy I've been following? The guy you've been following moves off to a separate table okay. from the bar. I'll walk up and sit next to him. Mm-hmm. In a way that jostles probably the bar stool and maybe him a little bit mm-hmm. to pass it off as clumsy and sort of turn to him after I've jostled him. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Um, that was so rude of me. Let me get your next drink. And I'll gesture to the bartender. The bartender pours you another drink. Oh, sorry, I didn't even notice you there. Yeah, I just came in. I, long day. Mm, yeah. Haven't we all had one, eh? I was wondering. I'm a bit of a private investigator looking into some shady business that's been going on. As soon as you say private investigator, he seems quite a lot more alert than he was before. You look like the kind of guy who knows some things, listens, keeps his ear to the ground. I, uh, I'm Biddy, by the way. I, I promise I'm not here to cause you any trouble. Can you make a roll to oh, see God. how this particular instance goes? Oh, God. Four. We don't like talking to people like you, cops and private investigators. I think you just better run along home. I understand that people in my profession don't often leave a good impression. I'm not here to screw anyone over. She's going to lean on the bar and sort of like finger under the nose gesture towards the guy she's been tailing. That man over there, he's, um, he's been causing a good friend of mine some trouble. I just want to know who he is and what his business is. Well, perhaps you should consider yourself lucky that it's only your friends who are having trouble and not you, Biddy. And he skulls the entire drink you've given him, stands up, and walks over to the table where that guy is sitting. God damn it. And he sits down. (sighs) Biddy, seeing that he's going over to this man, is just gonna get up and make her exit. As Biddy leaves, you can hear behind you a voice saying, Hey Biddy, don't leave so soon! I am going to pause in the doorway and I'm looking back and Biddy is sort of split second evaluating whether this needs to be a flight scenario or whether perhaps there's something to it. Essentially, if she smells danger, she's gone. But she's also an inherently curious woman. As Biddy pauses, out of your peripheral vision, you see that people are moving. People who are sitting in corners are standing up. Yeah. The barman is coming out from around behind the bar. Okay. Is anyone reaching for a weapon? You cannot see that out of your peripheral vision. You have to turn around if you wish to find that out. I want to give it a proper look and then just like leg it the second I see a gun. 
as a private investigator, you are quite well versed in identifying threats and things like yeah. this. This is not particularly your area of expertise, but you do have a natural instinct for this kind of thing. And you do see the barman is gripping a bottle. Okay. Not yet been smashed, still has yeah. liquid in it, but is gripping a bottle. And you see a couple of people reaching for their hips. You can't see any weaponry, you can't yeah. see any firearms or any knives, but they are putting their hand around where one would be grabbing something from okay. the holster. Bitter, you're asking some very interesting questions. I'm sorry, I hadn't realized I was that interesting of a gal. And this figure who you've been following stands up. Well, it seems that you're more and more interesting to someone like me. I'm sorry about your friends, but it seems like you're going to be in a little bit more trouble yourself. It starts to move towards you. If I'm going to be in trouble, can I at least get the name of the person who's causing it? I don't think my name is any of your business, ma'am. Plus, it won't matter. And he gets a step forward, and he reaches out and pulls out a pistol. This is a flight situation, so she's going to, like, duck and roll out the door. She wants to immediately be on a different level to the one she was on and then be out the door and down the, down the street. You leap out and roll and you are out of the doorway. The door swings closed behind you and you stand up and begin to sprint down the street. Yeah. Can you roll a oh, die for me? Yes. It's a two. Bang. Behind you, a bullet hole shoots through the door. But already you are sprinting yeah. down the street. The door slams open behind yeah. you. Hey, Biddy, why leaving so soon? This isn't quite my neighborhood, but this is a layout of neighborhood I'm familiar with. Sure. I guess Biddy's just trying to duck and weave. She doesn't care particularly where she ends up, as long as she can lose these guys. You begin to run. You see an alleyway in front of you, and you know it's coming, but you can hear behind you the heavy footfalls yes. of people who are faster and stronger than you are. And then all of a sudden, you feel pain in your shoulder as a bullet glances off just the top. So the wound is not mortal, but it's causing a lot of pain and blood begins to seem mm -hmm. through as you spin on your heels down this alleyway. Is there anywhere else for me to duck into or hide? At the moment it seems like there's nowhere for you to hide. Okay. You will just need to keep running. Yeah, alright. And I'm probably keeping my eyes open for transport as well. Unfortunately there's not much traffic movement yeah. in this area of the city, which is probably what they're counting on. Yeah. But you do get to the end of the alleyway before they round. So you can go straight across uh -huh. to the alleyway across the street, or you can turn right or left. I want to turn left. You turn left and you begin to run down that side of mm -hmm. the street. You see a business that is open across yeah. the road, a laundromat. As I run past the laundromat, how big do the washing machines look? They look quite large, and yes, they do appear as if you could fit inside one. Great, I'd love to do that. As much as I can with the time, I'm very careful that I'm not actively trailing blood to show that I've gone into this place of business. 
Okay, you hold your wound as you run. It's seeping into your shirt. You don't seem to be dropping any blood. Right. It's quite high up. Mm -hmm. It's dripping down onto the rest yeah, of your yeah. shirt, but nothing else. You burst into the laundromat and you climb into one of the washing machines. Can you roll a die, please? <gasps> okay, four. You hide yourself and close the door in the washing machine. As far as you know, nobody in the laundromat has seen you. Okay. You hear the door open and close. And this man, whose name you don't know, this well-built man who has met with Max and with Theo, you hear his voice. Hello, ma'am. I'm sorry to disturb you. Have you perhaps got any customers in here? No, I haven't seen anybody come in. He takes a moment and you hear him breathe out. Thank you, ma'am. And he walks out and you hear again, fast running feet. I think Biddy's waiting in this washing machine, either as long as it takes for her to realize that she may need to start attending to this shoulder wound or until the woman who may or may not have seen me comes to investigate. But it's definitely going to be like a good 10 or 20 minutes of hiding in this machine. As you hide in the machine, mm -hmm. it appears that the woman who works there hasn't noticed. You do start to feel quite a lot of pain and very lightheaded. Biddy's gonna listen. Does it sound like the woman is just staying behind her desk or? It does. Yeah. It appears that she's got nothing to do because there are no customers and nobody's been using things. Biddy's gonna try to very quietly exit the washing machine and make her way just to look through the laundromat window crouch low to the ground mm -hmm. um, to see if she can see anyone still out there looking for her. You manage to climb out mm -hmm. of the washing machine, not particularly gracefully, and you do almost fall on some of the other benches and stuff that's there, but you manage not to attract any attention to yourself and you round the corner behind the washing machine so you can't be seen from the front desk. You look out. It appears that there's nobody on the street at this time. If B's secure that there's nobody on the street, she's going to start running and ducking into alleys and down streets to try and start making her way back to her apartment to patch up this wound. Always on the lookout to make sure that she's not about to get shot again. Can you make a die roll? Oh, I don't like this. Two. You begin to yeah. make the trek back to your apartment, trying your best to keep a lookout mm -hmm. for people around you. As far as you know, there's nobody following you. As far yeah. as you know, nobody's seeing you. But your focus quickly begins to slip. And you get even more lightheaded. And you feel like you're getting lost. All the streets in downtown look familiar. You have worked and lived here for a long time, but in your current state, every street of apartments looks like every other street of apartments. Okay. Is there a phone nearby? There is a pay phone that you can find on your travels. I'm going to go to the phone and I'm going to call Molly. You call Molly? Yep. The phone rings mm -hmm. and rings 
and then just when you've given up hope. Hello, Molly speaking. Molly, it's Biddy. Hello, Biddy. So you finally called to organize that coffee, hey? We might need to schedule it a tad sooner than I thought. I, um, I'm in a bit of trouble. The, the kind that in, involves guns and bullets and a hell of a lot of blood. Thanks for listening in to this week's episode of Snake Eyes. Listen in next week to follow the next part in the adventures of Biddy Jones, Private Investigator. Let us know what you think by leaving a review on your podcasting app of choice, and we'll see you on the flip side.